Did anyone do anything to celebrate its 100-year anniversary? Probably not. Maybe a bunch of tax nerds somewhere whooping it up with a bunch of Fig Newtons? Welcome to the Only Child Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Wallace. Have you ever felt like you didn't receive the how-to brochure on life? That you didn't get enough guidance about major life issues? So did I. You don't have to be an only child to feel this way. In my podcast, we'll explore some of the best ways to better navigate adulting while doing so with humor and light. Welcome everyone to the Only Child Diaries podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about two things I wish would kind of come around every other year. Christmas and taxes. Now, don't get me wrong. Christmas is great. I mean, I didn't always feel that way. When I was growing up, Christmas was the season of depression in my household, driven by bouts of my mother sitting around the decorated Christmas tree, crying, sort of set the stage for a grim holiday. Let me mention that I was the one to decorate the tree. We usually didn't buy a tree either after I became a teenager. We had a really kind of musty old white Christmas tree. It might still be rotting in the garage up in the rafters. The branches were made with wooden dowels and then had shiny plastic pieces attached to each dowel. You would take the dowels, which were different sizes, large for the bottom and smaller going up to the top, and stick them in the center pole that you secured into a floor stand. Yes, it was smelly and dusty, but once you got the colored lights on there and the ornaments, it shined and glowed and looked really festive. It was good, at least from a distance. Don't get too close you would be overcome with the distinct smell of the garage. Have you ever tried and tried to make something fun and cheery when other people around you don't feel that way? It's exhausting, right? Mentally exhausting. Well, it was physically exhausting anyway, because I would have to drag the tree box out of the garage and into the house then unearth the ornament and light boxes from the top of the closet, and then when January rolled around, do it all again, in reverse. After years of trying, I finally just gave in, and Christmas became a little bit more grim for me too. You can only keep a positive attitude going for so long in the face of negativity. It wasn't until I met my husband and his family and started experiencing Christmas with them that I began to enjoy it. So I've come full circle. I enjoy the decorations, the festive snacks. I mean, I always enjoyed the festive snacks, let's face it. The spirit of the holidays that everyone seems to pick up on, except maybe some irritated drivers that I always seem to run into, the movies, and the music. What I don't enjoy are the crowded stores. Having worked through more than a dozen Christmas holidays in retail, I can tell you that the blush has fallen off that rose long ago. Sure, 
There were happy, nice customers, but a lot of the people are always stressed out and frantic and don't make for happy shoppers. And then it's frustrating to go to the store or the mall that you normally pop into only to have to park all the way at the end of the parking lot or parking structure because everyone else is there too. Or maybe you have to circle for a long time just to find that open parking spot at the end of the parking lot. Oh, thank goodness for online shopping. And then there's the hit to your wallet. It usually takes a few months to financially recover from the holidays, right? You go a little overboard. So maybe we could keep the fun parts like the movies and the holiday songs, but not have to exchange gifts every year. That would make it easier on everyone. Oh, well, except the kids. Kids would really miss out on those presents and waiting for Santa to come. And then what would Santa do on the off years? No, I guess my idea won't work. By the time you've just started to recover financially from finding the perfect present for all those special people in your lives, and maybe some not so special people too, and your credit card statements have come in and you've started making payments on everything, it's time to start thinking about your taxes. Taxes. Now, I know I'm barking up the wrong tree here, even trying to float the idea that we could skip every other year on the taxes. It's how our government keeps running, I guess. How they keep the lights on, so to speak. But isn't there an easier way? I guess not, because if we did skip a year, then every other year we just know double, and that wouldn't be very good. Income taxes are due April 15th, but you can get an extension for October. If I had to count, the tally for the times I filed in October would probably be bigger than the times I filed in April. But there's always been a part of me that has loved to procrastinate. How about you? For a while, I was on time. I had it together. I was organized, ready to go, however you want to think about it. Seriously, it's not that hard. I mean, sometimes it is. It depends on how much you have going on. Once my dad passed away, I had to help my mom with her taxes. Maybe had to help is the wrong phrase but the tax lady wanted to communicate with the draft electronically, and that meant I had to get involved. Mom didn't have a computer or even an email, of course, or a printer, and it kind of got easier for me to get involved from there because I would look at her return and say, well, what about this expense? Or what about that expense that I knew she had paid? So, even though mom would say she had to do the taxes, she was starting to miss a lot of the things and the amount of tax she supposedly owed was much more than it needed to be. So effectively, I was working on two tax returns, ours and hers. Just to add insult to injury, it was painful because I didn't have a better system. I would start combing through her check register for donations because mom loved to send $10 here and there several times a month to charities. That got to be pretty tedious. So I started a spreadsheet 
that I tried to update every month from the bank portal online. So I didn't have to try to figure out what was paid and what wasn't. Now that my mom is gone, I'm grateful that I just have our return to gather info for. But still, it's a lot of work. These days, I'm able to scan the documents that don't come to us electronically with a phone app, because I don't have a scanner, and then gather everything in an email to our tax person. But it's finding all those little pieces. And thankfully, my memory is still pretty good. I'll start and then sit and think back about the last year and remember, oh, wait, there was that one thing we did or we paid for and we need to claim. And then I'm off to go down that rabbit hole. This year, I didn't really have a chance to finish our taxes in April. You might remember I had double partial knee replacement surgery on March 8th and then a series of follow-up issues. But the post-op pain alone, coupled with the amount of Percocet I took, is enough to make me confident that any paperwork I would have tried to do during that time would have been really messed up. A list of donations I made to Clowns Anonymous. Receipts for the expenses for that pet elephant herd we kept in the backyard? deducting chocolate as a dependent. Oh, wait, am I the dependent? (laughs) Things like that. Things that would have made no sense to the tax accountant or the IRS or really had no basis in reality. Things that definitely would have triggered an audit. They probably frown on clowns and elephants and even chocolate unless they can get tax out of it. I think clowns pay tax, right? Maybe I should revisit that clown thing. The IRS and income tax are are just like the universe telling you that you have too much money. You get a little bit ahead and your car breaks down, or your water heater breaks, or your dog gets sick and needs supportive care. Since dogs don't have jobs, usually, unless they're like dogs who model or act, and sadly, our dog doesn't do either, then that money all goes down the drain. I mean, it goes to help the dog, sure. But why can't I deduct it? Why is that? Why aren't pets dependents? They are certainly dependent. And so your extra money goes to fix the car or the water heater or the dog. And you think, Why was I so happy about the extra money? Maybe it's like the song, you can't always get what you want, but you can get what you need. And getting what you need is, at least in part, a really good thing. Since my mom passed away, our taxes have gotten more complicated with what I inherited. Now, They're like a cross between what ours used to be and what hers were to morph into one bigger nightmare of tax. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to say anything against the IRS. I love the IRS. I really do, just in case they're listening. I have a lot of respect for them. They don't have an enviable job, that's for sure. And frankly, sure, I would have trouble thinking of a better system to bring in revenue myself. 
Of course, I haven't really sat around and thought about it much either. Did you know that the tax form 1040 was created and unveiled by the Treasury Department here in the United States in 1914? Yeah, that's right. It didn't always exist. And hey, did anyone do anything to celebrate its 100-year anniversary? Probably not. Maybe a bunch of tax nerds somewhere whooping it up with a bunch of Fig Newtons? Now, I'll leave you with my only family story about taxes. My dad's dad, my grandfather, who we called Pappy, and who I've spoken about before, most notably in my dysfunctional family Thanksgiving episode, had a lot of jobs. It must have had something to do with the fact that he enjoyed a cocktail or two or three or six (laughs) more often than not, and also his fairly grumpy demeanor may have made people see him as not the ideal employee. He had trouble holding on to a job. Now, I don't know that for sure, but I do know that he had a lot of jobs, so I'm just kind of surmising here. Anyway, he liked to tell the tale of the time he worked as a tax collector for the IRS. Now, this would be a thankless task any way you look at it, but I can imagine that Pappy wasn't the epitome of decorum. Well, this one time he went to someone's house looking to collect on their tax bill and they threw out a stick of fireworks at him through the window. Yeah, a lit one. He wasn't hurt and found a lot of humor in it. It's probably something he would have done. I don't remember him actually collecting any tax that day, though. (laughs) Well, that's all I've got for today. Now I have to go total up our charitable donations for last year. Next week, we'll tackle another topic together. I hope you'll join me. If you like this episode, please follow the Only Child Diaries podcast on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you might listen on. And consider rating Only Child Diaries and writing a review. It helps others to find us. Please share it with a friend you think might like it as well. Visit my Instagram page, Only Child Diaries, or Facebook, Only Child Diaries Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tracy Wallace, and these are the Only Child Diaries.